Pearson is in studio. There's no school today, so good to have Sister Pearson here. Logan and Joe Bresney is also in studio. Good to have everybody here today. 
and uh, looking forward to getting into the Word this morning. Welcome to Brewing Faith. Uh, we do have, I'll uh, review what we did yesterday for our Culver's gift card for yesterday. We had, <clears throat> we had, uh, boy, it was close yesterday. In fact, the time, they were exactly the same time on my phone that texted in, but Brother Logan won by like, must have been like seconds. And the question was, a state park that contains the Seth Peterson Cottage, one of the architects of Frank Lloyd Wright's last and smallest commissions, 880 square feet, been described as a jewel in the woods, and it's one of the only two Wright houses in Wisconsin that you can rent for a few days' stay, and it's a state park. And Logan, you got the answer correct yesterday when you texted in. What was the answer? Uh, mirror, mirror, mirror Lake. Mirror Lake. Mirror Lake. So, do you know where that's at? Uh, I think it's like two hours west. Oh, two hours west. west okay. Right by Bear <clears throat> Oh, is it? Okay. So, our question for this morning. Are you ready? Are you ready for the question this morning for some Culver's gift cards? This one's going to be an easy one today, um, but I, it's Friday, so, you know, your brain may be on shutdown mode because, you know, you're ready for just relaxation. So, uh, Joe, we're going to ask an easy question this morning. This pleasant little city is home to three major tourist attractions, Circus World Museum, uh, the International Crane Foundation, and Devil's Lake State Park which is Wisconsin's largest and most visited state park. I have been to Devil's Lake State Park. That should maybe be a clue to somebody. It's not a long ways from uh, Sturdivant and Racine. It's the largest and most visited state park. Devil's Lake State Park is beautiful. The city, This city's most famous sons were the brothers Ringling. Name that city for... A gift card. Text in. Give me your answer. Oh, I gave it early today, so you got all kinds of time to text in. Well, <clears throat> this morning we are going to read from Joshua again. And it was interesting. Joe Bresley and I were discussing. I was uh, talking to him about a couple of scriptures, and I couldn't place where they were in the Word of God. And... uh Last night, I was looking through my Bible, searching some stuff, and Joe, I came across this scripture, so I thought, you know what? We talked about it yesterday morning. I came across scripture last night, so that's going to be my brewing faith for this morning. Our title this morning would be, Don't Rebuild Jericho. Don't Rebuild Jericho. Um. Reading out of Joshua chapter 6, after the battle of Jericho, Joshua chapter 6, I'm going to read this out of the King James Version, and then I'm going to read it out of the uh, ESV. You can read it out of many different versions. I just, I got the ESV on my phone, so, but just to, uh, I think it helps us, I think it'll help us this morning to read, we'll read out of the King James Version, Joshua 6 and 26, and Joshua adjured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that riseth up and buildeth this city, Jericho. You know what Joshua was really saying? 
Don't rebuild Jericho. God destroyed it. God destroyed Jericho. And he brought us into this promised land. He said, cursed be the man that buildeth this city. Uh, Cursed be the man before the Lord that rises up and buildeth this city, Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn. And in his youngest son shall he set up the gates of it. So reading in the ESV, I'll just read the last portion of verse number 26. It says, at the cost of his firstborn, whoever rebuilds this city, Jericho, at the cost of his firstborn, shall he lay its foundation. And at the cost of his youngest son, shall he set up its gates. So it would make sense to me. Wow. God has brought them into the promised land. This is the first city. This is the walled city. This is the, the, the fortifications. This is the city that cost them 40 years, Logan. This is the city that cost them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years because they came in and said, we can't take it. We can't. These people are too, too great. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. And so, so when God destroyed it, he said, cursed be the man that rebuilt it. It's going to cost him his firstborn son and whoever sets up that the, whoever lays the foundation, whoever sets up the gates, it will cost him his youngest son. So it would make sense that Jericho is never rebuilt. So I'm asking the question this morning. Do you think they ever rebuilt Jericho? Guess what? People aren't very smart. 500, over 500 years later, when King Ahab is, is, is on the throne, a man by the name of Hiel says, I'm going to rebuild the, the, the city of Jericho. And so let's read. Let's turn over 500 years later. In 1 Kings chapter 16, where Ahab is on the throne. And so let's see what happens. And again, I'm going to read out of King James Version, and I'm going to read out of the ESV. 1 Kings 16 and verse number 34. In his days did Hiel, the Bethelite, build Jericho. He laid the foundation thereof in Abraham, his firstborn, in Abraham, his firstborn, and set up the gates thereof in his youngest son, Segub, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Joshua over 500 years prior, which he spake by Joshua, the son of Nun. Reading in the, in the uh, ESV in 1 Kings 16 and 34, it says, Hiel of Bethel built Jericho. He laid its foundation at the cost of Abiram, his firstborn, and set up its gates at the cost of his youngest son, Segub, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoke by Joshua, the son of Nun. And so, what would cause this man, Hiel, to rebuild what God had cursed? God was really trying to get something across with Joshua here. Don't don't go back to the world, destroy the I I what I destroyed, don't go back to that. Don't rebuild. Don't rebuild what I have given you the victory over. 
And and so much so, and again, this is in the Old Testament, God's like, tell them, Joshua, it's going to cost them their firstborn son. It's going to cost them their 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 uh it's going to cost them their, their youngest son also. And can I say it this way? In the Old Testament, it cost them their inheritance for their family. It said it's going to cost you your firstborn son and your future. So when we look at these scriptures this morning, there are many different aspects that you could look at. You can look at as the song that we started with this morning, and that was a song by, one again, one of our students from CAA, Yesterday, they gave us several songs, and so that was Ava's song. I believe yesterday was Kira's song. So this was one of Ava's favorite songs this morning. But it talks about God's word is true, his promises. So uh, Joe and Logan, Sister Pearson, you could look at this today here. When God says something, you can stand on it. You can stand on his word. And he said it may have been it may have been five hundred years later. And and but it's still going to come to pass. And over five hundred years later, and this man named Heil says, I'm gonna rebuild Jericho. Now, you can look at it, the promises of God are true. They're the same. They're gonna the you can stand on the promises of God. But what was going on in the time of Israel over 500 years later? Ahab is the king. There's probably not much fear of God going around. Think about it. You have an evil, an evil, evil king. Ahab was wicked. Who was Ahab's wife? Jezebel. Jezebel was Abraham's wife. So there's some several different aspects I want to look at this morning. Probably not much fear of God going around. Uh, maybe this man, Heil, was warned that to not rebuild Jericho. Maybe not. I believe, I, I don't, uh, if he was not warned, he should have known, Joe. He still should have known because... Uh, God's merciful. God's compassionate. God loves people. We could, we can go on and on about the love of God. So, so if he didn't know, if he wasn't warned, it was available for him to know the history. Can I say it like this? Ignorance is not an excuse. So, because I know somebody might say, well, well, that's not fair if he didn't know. Well, you know what? Sometimes when I'm driving down the road, and uh, I'm thinking, I think it's 70 here. I think I can drive 70 so I can set my cruise on about 78, 79. But there's spots on that interstate through Milwaukee that I look up, Joe, and I look up and like, whoa, it's 55 here. You know what? If I get a ticket, that's not, that's not the cop's fault that I didn't know. Because you know what happens when, I, when I'm driving? And, I, and I'm like, I don't know what the speed limit is here. And I don't have my GPS on. You slow down. <laughs> you, you're like, I'm going to slow down until I find out what I know the speed limit is. Or I should. Or I should slow down, if I say it that way. So ignorance not an, is not an excuse. I believe he could have known if Ahab, if those that 
500 years later wasn't, hey, don't rebuild Jericho, because Ahab probably wasn't telling people, don't rebuild Jericho. In fact, he may have been like, yeah, rebuild Jericho. But this is where I want to go this morning. Prob obviously, not no fear of God here, because it not only cost him his firstborn son, it cost him his youngest son also. And here's what I want to bring out. That Hyle, okay, God said, cursed is a man that lays a foundation of Jericho. Hyle does it. And guess what? It cost him his firstborn son. His firstborn son dies. But the foundation of Jericho and the gates of the city, Joe, they weren't done on the same day, Logan. They weren't done on the same day. So I'm just looking at the timeline that Heil rebuilds, you know, he lays the foundation, costing his firstborn son. I, what what would have happened? Like, whoa, oh, I, I just, there, no doubt that somebody at that time, like, oh, yes, we weren't supposed to rebuild Jericho. I believe he had to have known, like, man, I shouldn't have done that. But did he stop rebuilding the city of Jericho? No. The fear of God. You know what? The fear of God is a healthy thing because, again, he's compassionate. He loves us. He cares for us. And, and so he, he, he doesn't have a fear of God here. And he keeps rebuilding the city of Jericho. And I can just see it. I can just see it. This is, I know I'm, I'm using a little supposition this morning, Logan, but, but, uh, oh my, the, you know what? It's just a coincidence that my firstborn son died. You know, uh, it's, I know, I know, I know somebody told me that over 500 years ago that Joshua said that, that if they, we rebuild Jericho, it's going to, I know, but it's just a coincidence that my firstborn son died. So we're just and did you know that like uh if 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 you put up the gates whoever puts up the gates of that city the youngest son's going to die also did you know that I just believe that he if he didn't know and again ignorance is not an excuse if he didn't know at the firstborn son he did know at the youngest son and he did it anyway and it cost him his oldest son and his youngest son don't rebuild Jericho. My, God is victorious. He is an awesome God. I'm not going to rebuild Jericho. And can I say it this way? It's healthy to have a fear of God again. Why? Because he loves, he cares, he's compassionate. He loves you today. Amen. He cares about you. I, I, the scripture where Job says, and I don't know, somebody in, in Job where, where he says, I've made a covenant with my eyes. You know, somebody might say, really, Pastor Pearson? But you know what? I, I sometimes apologize to God because God loves me. He walks with me. And I apologize to God for things that I can't help but see as I go through life. I didn't, I didn't plan on seeing that. But I have a covenant with my eyes, as Job said, that, that I, I want God to be sure, like, God, I didn't want to see that. 
God, I, I, I didn't, I apologize, God. And, and you say, well, you know, well, I want to God to make, I want God to know like, God, I'm not looking, I'm not taking a second look at that. I, I apologize for what I saw. Because he, more than any person in the world, God cares about me. And I'm going to close with a scripture today to show you I, I, why, why do I want to be holy? Joe, why do I want to live holy? Why do I walk daily? God, I, I want my feet to be where you want them to be. I want to be holy unto you. I don't want to be as high here like, oh, you know what? I know, God, you said that 500 years ago, but you know what? I'm rebuilding Jericho anyway. No, I don't want, I, I don't want to rebuild Jericho. God, you've done so much for me in my life. And, and that's why, again, uh, I haven't talked about the Holy Ghost is so important. Repentance is so important. Because the Holy Ghost, Joe, it gives us the power. It gives us the power to walk right, to live right. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 23. It's, it, this, is, this, is why, this is why I, I fear God. In a very healthy way. Can I say it this way? Deuteronomy 23 and 14. Sister Pearson read me this scripture this morning. But Sister Pearson, I have it all, I have it all marked in my Bible when I turn there. Deuteronomy 23 and 14 says, For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp. Oh, I want the, I want the God, the creator of the universe, to walk in the midst of my camp. For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee, and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy. Wow. Therefore shall thy camp be holy. I want my life to be holy. I want my home to be holy. God, I want to live holy unto you because I want you walking in my camp. I don't want you to come to my camp and say, I can't walk in there because you're not holy. He says, therefore shall thy camp be holy that he see no unclean thing in thee and turn away from thee. Yeah. That's, that's a powerful scripture. Say, well, you, do you really you apologize to God for what you see and, 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 and you live your life like, God, is this what you want me to do? Yes, I walk every day like that because I very much value, Sister Pearson, God walking with me every day. I need it. We need him. It's an ungodly world, but he says he'll deliver us from our enemies. He said, thy camp shall be holy, and he doesn't want to see any unclean thing in thee, and turn away from thee. He's an awesome God. He loves us today. His promises are true and right today. Thankful for him. Amen. Uh, I will give the trivia question one more time. I haven't checked my phone to see if anybody's tuned in. Uh, but the it's the city in where Devil's Lake State Park, International Crane Foundation, Circus World Museum are, and where the home of Ringling is. I, my famous sons are home to Ringling. Okay. Well, God's good. His promises are true. He's a holy God. And he's coming back for a holy people. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost today, 
Get the Holy Ghost. Repent. And he'll walk with you every day of your life. Amen. He is a mighty God. Revival this week. Looking forward to revival. Starting on Sunday. Invite somebody out. Uh, we have a flyer on Slack. If you want to share that with somebody, invite 50 people to church. Let's have a great time. The Holy Ghost Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night. There's youth service tonight. 7 o'clock. There's church tonight. Everyone is welcome. Come. Let's have great church tonight. 7 o'clock. Amen. God bless you all. Have a great weekend. And uh, His promises are true and forever. God bless you.